Welcome to the weekly podcast, Stand Strong. I'm Paul White. And I'm Noah Dieselkamp. Together, we look to God's Word to find energy and encouragement to fuel our faith. When our trust in Jesus is firm, we'll be amazed what God can do and accomplish in our lives. So let's turn to the wisdom in God's Word, a true and trusted source that is going to help us stand strong. Let's dig in. Well, good morning, Paul. It's good to be back here. Uh, Looking forward to our study today as we move into just the last couple of episodes here in season two. I've really enjoyed this season looking at uh, being together as one and and really focusing on areas where we can grow in our unity and and find common ground in, in Jesus Christ. As you mentioned at the end of last episode, the the focus for for this episode is going to be above all faith. And you, as I recall, you took that phrasing from the Ephesians six passage as Paul talks about the the armor of God. And some translations say above all faith. The ESV that I'm reading from says in all circumstances take up the shield of faith. But the idea there being that. Faith is important, right? That's that's what we're what we're really trying to to take from this passage. Is that is that where we're going today? Absolutely. You know, he's not telling us there in the context of Ephesians chapter six that the one piece of the armor is more important than than another piece of the armor. It's take up the whole armor of God. So he had already talked about righteousness. He's already talked about truth. But I think in that context, he he's making faith a central point. So I can't say, well, okay, the righteousness I'll focus on, the truth I'll focus on. No, he says above all or in addition to all, in all circumstances. So the reason for this podcast, Noah, as I see it, uh, is to make sure that people understand what clearly the New Testament illustrates in, a, in multiple passages. Faith is so essential. So I want us to think about the essentiality of faith and then connect the essentiality of faith to our season two together as one where we've been going for the last several episodes. Yeah, yeah. It, our faith, you already said, is essential. It's not. It's never going to be superfluous or extra or unnecessary. It, it's going to be essential, but I, I really appreciate the focus that you're already bringing, that it's going to be essential not only to our relationship with God, but our faith in God is going to be essential to our relationship with other Christians as well. Absolutely, and I think, Noah... I, I think that's sometimes what we miss is we obviously make a connection to the Hebrews 11 verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please God. Yes, can't be a pleaser of God, can't be right with God, can't be a victor to overcome without faith. But faith is not just something that connects us to God. Faith is what also connects us to other people. Absolutely. Well, it's probably important that we we briefly try to unpack the concept of faith just from a even from a definition standpoint practically speaking we we use the word faith a lot and i think we use it in different contexts sometimes and so it can the waters can get a little muddied on on the idea of of faith i i have down a couple of synonyms for faith the ideas of of trust or confidence in god uh do you have something similar or no, I would say those two things absolutely for where we're going in this podcast as we connect it to our season two together as one. I've heard this before and I've used it so many times. One writer says of faith is unshakable trust and undeniable fact. 
So we're, we're reemphasizing trust, which is a key component, a key component of faith. Mm-hmm. But he says unshakable trust and undeniable fact. Yeah. The, the evidence we have is undeniable. Uh, it, it, it's provable on some level, but it's, it's this unshakable trust. So regardless of what shakes us, what comes against us in life, how Satan with his fiery darts is seeking to consume us and destroy us, here's what we go back to. Mm-hmm. It is undeniable fact, a, a certainty that we have, and so a confidence we have, God is, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the key component, though, in all of this is trust. Yeah. And and when you get down to it, that boiling it down to that that very key, the key components and the fact that, I mean, you referenced, you know, God is God exists and that he's a rewarder of those who who uh, serve him. Those kinds of things. That's that un, uh, the unshakable part of it. Right. And I think sometimes when we talk about faith, we contrast it to doubt and there's there's a reasonable explanation for that. I mean, Jesus even will say, you know, why did you doubt, oh, you of little faith, right? So there's there is a contrast to be had there. But what we have to recognize as well is that faith and doubt are not completely antithetical to one another. The difference is faith works through doubts. It doesn't just let doubt sit there and fester and and boil. It faith in God says. I'm not understanding some things. I have questions about things, but I do have absolute trust in God. And so in that trust in God, I'm going to work through the doubts and questions that I have. And it's important, I feel, to get that out on the table ahead of time, because sometimes I think we try to to tease those apart too too much, and we miss the fact that we can have a, a faith, a strong, immovable faith, and still have doubts and questions that we have to deal with. And it's important to recognize that's that's an okay tension. We just have to continue to work on it. Yes, and that's letting faith grow. One of the ways that we let faith grow is go back to the revelation of God, the Word of God, that is a true and trusted source. What does the Word say? So when I've got the doubt, and I'm with you, I like that, that, that faith helps us work through our doubts. Since we're talking about the Ephesians 6 context and the armor of God, and he says, above all, uh, the shield of faith, so that you're able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Look, just think in terms of Satan's fiery darts. Yeah. Just have one of those darts labeled doubt, Mm -hmm. uncertainty, so that he's, he's just shooting this arrow in my direction, intending, intending to harm me, to hurt me, to consume me. And not just me, but, you know, as a protector of my family, he's coming against my family. And so the, the, this dart that's labeled doubt that Satan uses to say, hey, you, you, you think that you can overcome this? You can't. You can't. I mean, look at what you've done in the past. Look, look at your past track record. Mm-hmm. You're just going to mess it up again. You, you can't be a good parent. You can't raise kids in this world today. On all, all these kinds of doubts that he wants to create in our minds that cripple us, that paralyze us, that keep us from moving forward so that our faith grows. Yeah. I mean, the confidence and trust that we need to have in God is also rooted in his word. Mm-hmm. He, he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's given us the revelation, the full revelation of his mind, and there's power in this. 
I need to tap into that and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you with this, and I'm going to grow my faith by doing this. Right. So that's why we wanted to start taking this journey in this podcast about the essentiality of faith as it connects to together as one. Right, right. And the thing is, the thing about what you just said is this idea of putting trust in God and and recognizing the fiery darts that are coming at us, but but choosing to trust God, it is a choice that we have to make. And the, but the good news is that God is trustworthy. Amen. And, yes. And praise Him for that. We look at Scripture. We look at His Word. We see His history. He's trustworthy. He's faithful. And so he, we use the word faithful to describe Him. Therefore, for us, when we're talking about our faith in Him. Maybe one way to, to look at that and to, to frame that is um, God is faithful. Our faith is living in light of his faithfulness, dependent on his faithfulness. Well, I like that. I like that. That's really helpful. Yeah, you, it's helpful in the sense of I want to go this direction. No, you know, there's, there's, a, there's passages, uh, Romans, Galatians, Hebrews, uh, that speak to this. God's righteous ones will live by faith. Mm-hmm. You could substitute for live. You could substitute survive, overcome, be delivered. So again, it's pressing the essentiality of faith in terms of spiritual survival, uh, being an overcomer. I mean, First John 5, 4, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Mm-hmm. So if God's righteous ones, if the just live by faith, here's the question. What do the unjust live by? Mm. What what guides, controls, or directs the unjust or the unrighteous? Well, I can tell you some of the things, impulses, feelings, opinions. And, and here's this essentiality of faith as it relates to things that we've been talking about in the podcast, like building bridges and bridge bridging the gap and being devoted to fellowship and, and even the foundations for the family, that Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds a house. So the unrighteous, they're controlled and guided and directed by impulses and feelings and opinions. We need more than feelings when we're under attack by the evil one. Yeah, I mean, We need more than our own impulses or opinions to navigate troubled waters. Absolutely. And I, I'm, we're talking to good people who love the Lord and want to just rely and trust and depend on Him. But we live in such a world that we can, I can easily be influenced by the unrighteous of this world who are being guided more by feelings and impulses and opinions than they are the Word of God. And that's not faith. Yeah. Well, or you could say it's faith in the wrong thing. Yes. Because... That's that's one thing we need to recognize is our faith. It's easy to use the word faith as an abstract concept, but our faith is only going to be as good as what we put our faith in. And so, yeah, if we're living life directed by our thoughts and our impulses or the the, the wisdom of the world, well, we're we're going in a direction. We've put our faith in something. It's just that 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 thing is inevitably going to fail us when it when it comes down to it. When we're surrounded by the enemy and the fiery darts are headed our way, we're, we're going to put up our shield of faith and it's not going to be a faith in God. It's a faith in our circumstances or in our livelihoods or in our skills and abilities, whatever it may be. And it's going to fail. 
because our faith is only as good as what we put our faith in. So we need to put our confidence in him, in God, and in his character, and and trust in his ability. And that's good news because he's never going to fail. Um, but it's bad news if we choose to to put our faith in something else because that will inevitably fail. Yeah, it's a house of cards. Yeah. It's a house of cards. Everything depends on what we believe. Now, there is a difference between believing and doing something about or with what you believe. Yes. But everything depends on what we believe. I'll not take up the shield unless I'm convinced it will do what God promises it will do. Yeah. Quench the fiery darts. Yeah. So we focus so much on shield of Ephesians 6. What was that shield? You know, how big was it? What? Those are good <laughs> questions, and I think those are discussions to have yeah. in the context of the armor. But the essentiality, let's talk more about faith there. And everything depends on what we believe. What am I doing about what I say I believe? Right. And that's really where I wanted to kind of segue and go now. Noah, what am I doing about what I say I believe? Yeah. Uh, people here at Cedar Park and even in other places, my family has heard me over the years say many, many times, faith is acting like God's telling the truth because we know that he is. But what am I doing about what he's revealed in his word? What am I doing about, or am I really standing on those promises he's made, claiming those promises? Okay, Lord, you make a promise. I know you cannot lie. So my faith is going to lay hold on your promises, especially in times of fear and doubt. Right. What am I doing? Faith is acting like God's telling the truth. Well, so you could ask the question. You could rephrase what you just said as a question. Do I believe that God can be trusted, that his word is true, that that his way is the right way, it's the best way. Well, the thing is, we can ask that question, but we've already answered it. If we're asking the question, do I really, am I convinced of this? Do I really believe this? Do I really trust God in this way? We've already answered it by the way that we live, by the way that we conduct our lives. I think about Jesus teaching the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, he says, if God clothes the grass and he, uh, and he takes care of the birds, then what are you doing asking, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Right? So do we trust that God is faithful? Well, we've already answered by the way that we live, right? Or where we've placed our priorities. Just a couple of verses later, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. So we can ask that question, but the fact is we can look at our own lives and we've already answered the question in how we live, in our conduct. And that goes back to what you were just saying a moment ago. Faith and belief is one thing, but it has to be borne out in how we live and the choices we make. And if we really wanted to bring that home, one thing I was thinking about with this idea of being together as one, are we convinced that God can be trusted? that his way is the best way. Well, that we've already answered that in our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus told us, this is how you'll be known. Yes. By this, all people will know that you are mine by your love for one another. So there's our answer. If we trust that God's way is the best way, if we have faith in him and his way of doing things, then we have to love one another. And as a result, I would piggyback on that, as a result of having faith and what God says is not only the right way, but the best way, Mm -hmm. 
then now my faith demonstrates itself through action. So I, what am I doing about what I say I truly believe? Have right. confidence in. So I have confidence in God, which means now I have confidence in His Word. I trust God, so now I trust that His Word is not only right, but the best course of action. So He says this about fellowship. He says that fellowship is this, and we talked about that in the podcast, and then He says my people will be devoted to it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to actively commit themselves to being involved on some level of participation in this, not just with God, but with God's people. So my faith is what motivates me to put into action those principles in the Word that I know God not only says are right, but are best. Best for my physical family, best for the spiritual family. Yeah. So that gets back to my faith. And Ephesians 6 says, in all circumstances— there's no area that's that's not worthy of being considered there. And above all, you need faith. Sometimes we think that we're we're living by that faith, that we're walking by that faith, and the bottom falls out from under us, and we sit there and we go, What happened? <laughs> what what happened? And I I would say a lot of times it's it comes back to we put our faith in the wrong thing. We we our faith wasn't in God and his way that we had ended up placing it on something else. And since we're talking about this in the context of together as one, there's one thing that I specifically wanted to mention today. And that was sometimes we put our faith in other Christians in some circumstances in, in, in to some level that's necessary. We need to be able to trust one another. We need to be able to, to have a common bond that we can have faith in, Right. But ultimately, what is that based on? That's based on the common faith that we have in Christ. If we replace that common faith with, I trust this person, not because of Christ, but I I trust them. And then that person fails because they inevitably will. They're human, just like I will fail. That guts us. And the fact is there are so many people who walk away from their faith in Christ because of what Christians have done, because of the conduct and the attitude of Christians. And to me, what we need to be careful of is that might be an indication that our faith wasn't in Christ. It was in the people. And as noble as that may seem, we were missing the foundational part of it. That's that's very true. I mean, if you just look contextually to support what you have said, which is very true. Back to the house of cards and putting your faith either in faith or putting your faith in people. Mm -hmm. If you just look contextually at what has been dealt with in the book of Hebrews, the, the, the hall of fame of faith in chapter 11, and then what he says in chapter 11, verse six, that we noted without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then he mentions people by name who by faith did this, by faith did this, or didn't do this. Right. All about the essentiality of faith. If you just erase the chapter division, when you get to chapter 12, he says, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. We're talking about people of faith. Right. They ran the race. We can too, but faith is essential. But then he keeps saying this, lay aside every weight, the sin that can so easily and take you, run with endurance the race that is set before you. And there's, here's what I love. He says, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. So that, that life of faith, that running your race with endurance as a result of your faith, 
trust and confidence in God and in His promises, it's the fixing your eyes on Jesus. Why? Because He is the one who has blazed the trail. Right. Author and finisher of our faith. He never disappoints. Right. And that's the faith that John is talking about in that 1 John 5 passage context that we mentioned. This is a victory that's overcome the world, even your faith, because he connects your faith there, our faith there, to the essentiality of that belief and that confidence and that relationship in Jesus as right. Lord. In fact, verse 5 there in 1 John is where he makes that explicitly clear. He says, who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And so our faith is what overcomes the world because it's connected to Jesus. You said he never disappoints. God never fails us. He never fails us, and he never will. And so ultimately, if I'm a Christian, my faith as a Christian needs to be, I follow God because he is faithful. That is where my faith lies, ultimately. Not in my circumstances, not in my job, my home, my country, not in my family, not in my friends, not in my, my church family. My faith sits in a God who never fails. Yes. I, you know, let's, let's talk about the, the, the faith, again, that we noted that expresses itself through action. It, we're talking about much more than mental assent. We're talking about much more than agreement. We're talking about much more than, well, I agree that the Word is important, and I agree that I should be applying the Word, so I should be devoting myself to fellowship and in the family of God, and I should be actively in, engaged in sharing my life with other believers in the local church and getting to know others better and all those things we talked about in Season 2 of this podcast. They're important as together as one, and I recognize that, I should be exercising my faith as, as a parent in my home that affects my marriage and raising my kids. But there's a point that's made about uh, faith that is shown and expressed by real action. I love Galatians 5 and verse 6. He just makes this point. The only thing that counts, he says, is faith expressing itself through love. I mean, he had said in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision has any value. So there's a context there. But the point that's being made is a faith that expresses itself through love. Yeah. Is that the faith I have? And that's what Scripture is pressing. That's what we want to be focusing on uh, today and moving forward is my faith that expresses itself in action. First and foremost, in the context of a church, a, a local, you know, body of Christians, our faith is not only what unites us, but it is what motivates us to have that love for one another. Like you were saying, a faith demonstrated through love. And so I, I think sometimes people have an unrealistic concept of what a church should look like because they think, oh, well, there, there'll never be any, any problems, any difficulty, any strife. Well, you don't have to be in a, in a, a church for very long, more than, you know, a couple of weeks before you realize, oh, no, there's there's plenty of that. There's plenty of disagreement and, and difficulty and strife that comes with being a part of, you know, a local group of Christians. But we have one thing that unites us, and it is faith. It is faith in Jesus. And that faith needs to be demonstrated to one another in love. Amen, amen, amen. One more passage, kind of bringing this full circle, uh, Noah. I, I love this. And again, there's a context 
there, but I'm just pulling this verse, Romans 15 and verse 13. Romans 15 and verse 13. May the God of hope fill you all with joy and peace as you trust in Him. I mean, this podcast is not about joy and peace, but boy, it sure could be. (laughs) The problem as I see it is a disconnect of faith from joy and peace, and they're inseparably connected. The joy and peace is the result of me trusting in God. He is the source of my joy and my peace. My faith is assured of victory because the God who gives me hope and now can fill me with all joy and peace, one translation says, in believing. I like that as you trust in Him. Yeah. And that's what He's asking us to do. One day at a time, trust in me. I will be enough. I am the shield. See, God is a shield. Faith is expressed in Ephesians 6 in terms of the shield to quench the fiery darts, but see, it does that because God is the shield. Mm -hmm. He is the source of all that's good, and He asks us just one day at a time, trust me. And when you do, and because you do, I will fill you with what you need today. Joy, peace, confidence, hope. And my righteous ones will live, survive, overcome, be saved by faith. Amen. Well, next week is going to be our last episode of season two. This we're going to be wrapping up this together as one theme that we've been that we've been covering for quite a number of episodes now. And we're going to be looking at another passage that says above all, but this time it follows it with love. So tell us a little bit about where we're going next week. I'll give them the teaser. Everybody's probably thinking about this. It's the Colossians 3 passage, love, verse 14. It says, and above all of these, and we'll talk about some of what the these were in the context of Colossians 3, but he says above all of these, put on love. Again, we talked about the essentiality of faith. Well, let's talk about the essentiality of love. Oh, and by the way, that same apostle, the apostle Paul says of faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. So that's why we're going to end season two, Noah, Lord willing, next week, talking about the above all love. Thanks for joining us in God's Word today. We hope you'll continue to join us each week as we consider how to deepen our faith in God. Here's some good news today and even this week. With God as our foundation, we know that we can stand strong. 